0: Would you join me in prayer? Open our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our lives, our hands, our feet, the whole of who we are, to the responsiveness of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Now, I have to give you all kudos, because I thought we'd have about two people here this morning. <laughs> you all are die hard, St. Augustinians. Wow! Happy New Year and good morning. Now, here's the pop quiz. Are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know what day it is in the feast, in the feast calendar of the church? What is today? Do you know? We're still in Christmas. Big breakfast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Epiphanies next Sunday. Something to do with Mary and holy names. Did I hear it? Holy names. The naming of Jesus. Now, see, here's the thing. I didn't tell you that there was a secret clue. On the the front, right? The sacred name, the holy name of our Lord. And what is his name? Jesus. Jesus. And do you know what what his name means? What does the name Jesus mean? God is with us. Okay, you're close. That's Emmanuel. God is with us. Most ancient name there is for God, Emmanuel. Jesus means he will save or he saves so they were they were naming remember if you really listen to the gospel reading this morning the angel told joseph to marry mary and to name the child that she would have jesus which means he saves now the meaning of what he saves is really important in our christian life okay because the root of it comes from the same word as salve or, or healthiness, salus, and it means healing. So we could also name Jesus, he heals, which gives a little different essence, doesn't it? But when we think about some of the key scriptures, some of the key teachings of the church that we get from, G- I'm going to take, pull two, one from Jesus, one from Paul. The first from Jesus is the start of his ministry. And over the course of my last year with you here, we've talked about the scripture a lot, so by now you might be able to recite it with me, so just jump on in if you still remember it. It comes from Luke chapter four, at the start of his ministry, when he goes into the synagogue, he opens up the scroll to Isaiah, and he reads, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, release to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free. Does that sound familiar? I'm gonna say it again, you can say it with me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, release to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. In other words, to bring healing to us, to our neighbors, to our communities, to those people and places where there is oppression or bondage. That's what Jesus is doing. Now, in order to do this work, though, Jesus knows that we have a little something sometimes going on in our heads that we need to be freed of, Okay. Have you ever been in the situation where you actually have no idea what is going on right in front of you because you got your mind racing a 1,000 miles a second? Is that familiar? And sometimes what's racing is fear. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you've got this monkey brain just with a 1,000 details, but sometimes there's a persistent fear that just runs over and over again in our brains, and it's that fear that can be much more determinative for what we do in our lives than anything else. Does this resonate for anybody? Yeah, yeah, okay, you know what I'm talking about, that fear can take over. Two of the things that Jesus talks about the most in terms of his teaching is he says, care for the poor, the widowed, the orphaned. And the other, what's the other thing he talks about the most? Care for the poor, the widowed, the orphans, and then also, what? And children, okay. And then he says, do not be afraid. Because our fears get in our way all the time, don't they? And I think that's a pretty, that's not just, it's not just me, is it? Okay. So it's something that many of us probably experience. So when we hear, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor, release to the captive. Fear can captivate us and trap us, yes? Release to the captive. Recovery of sight to the blind. Sometimes we're blind to what's actually going on in front of us because we're so caught up in fear, right? And to let the oppressed go free. Fear oppresses us, binds us, traps us, right? Right? So, if we take that and we take, where did I put it? There we go. And we take this reading from Philippians, that second beautiful reading that we had, where he says, Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited but emptied himself. Taking the form of a servant, being born in human likeness. He emptied himself. Part of what Paul is talking about here, well, he's really taking a hymn, what the hymn is talking about in this scripture, is making space for the spirit to fill us and to shape the way we live and move and have our being. Let me flesh that out a little bit, okay? We all have our patterned ways of thinking, right? Yes? Sometimes those patterned ways of thinking can be really unhelpful, right? Sometimes they can be trapped in this repeated wounding that we've had and we're just stuck in that anger. Sometimes it can be caught up in the fear of I'm never going to get everything done or I'm not going to have enough money to pay the bills or someone's out to hurt me or I've hurt someone else. And these patterns just repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Part of what Jesus is offering us is, from, is a freedom from those patterns that would bind so that we can be present to the truth of the spirit of love right here with us right now, whatever it is we're going through. So that we're not caught up in these tapes, but the mind of Christ frees us and opens us to a couple of things. One, what is actually going on right here? Because oftentimes our fears are what we think is going on, when that's actually what's not going on. Does that make sense? Right? Okay, so you all, it's helpful to hear you all chuckle because I'm glad I'm not alone in this. I've struggled with this my whole life. Um, and as we're able to be present, this is where the kingdom of God opens up. Because, for example, Stella, can I use it, you as a, just, okay, thank you. If, for example, if, if I'm so caught up in what I'm afraid of, I can't notice that my friend Stella may be going through a really difficult time and needs the presence of another person with her. Does that make sense? So I can't do the work of Christ of being present and loving because I'm so trapped in my own fears. And this isn't a judgment thing. This is Christ, this is Jesus recognizing the truth of what we're all struggling with and saying. I'm with you in this, and I want to help you. I want to free you from this because the truth is that we are here for each other, amen, and that we can rely on each other to help us through whatever it is we're going through. The gospel is not about salvation in terms of this individuality. Salvation is ultimately about us seeing each other and helping each other. And one of the biggest things that gets in our way of being there with each other is fear. One of the biggest things is the idea that I can only succeed if I succeed over this other person. When in reality, the invitation is for all of us to lift each other up so that we can all know a life that is filled with goodness, with generosity, with service, and with people helping us and serving us when we're in need, amen? It's a very different world, isn't it? Competition is not what God created us for. And that's not to say that we don't strive our best to do things, but what we are created for is to lift one another up in every way that we can. So that when my sister suffers, My suffering is there with her, and so I come alongside and help, and she comes alongside and helps me. And when my sister rejoices, I rejoice with her, right? So that it's this universal kind of salvation that the name of Jesus is calling us to, which is, oh, my God, that's so freeing, isn't it? So if I fall down, which I guarantee you I will, let me tell you, this morning's 8 o'clock sermon, woo! I fell something awful, okay? <laughs> Had a little, little bit too much fun last night, right? <laughs> The brain just wasn't working, wasn't working. But we offer our best and if we fall, it's okay because it's not about perfection. Salvation is not about perfection. Salvation is about wholeness and healing and walking alongside and solidarity and friendship and and reaching out to other people beyond ways that we might imagine we never would reach out. Just like Jesus, the mind of Jesus, he would pause. He would notice people that were perhaps society telling him, don't notice them. He would notice them and he would reach out to them and help them. That's the whole story of the gospel, isn't it? And that's the invitation to which we are called and invited to notice And to listen deeply, obedare, obedience, the Latin for obedience, means to listen deeply, to listen deeply to the spirit and what the spirit's calling you, not what competition's calling you to, not what an exclusionary culture is calling you to, but to a a culture seeped and steeped and filled with love that reaches out again and again and that we are reached out to through again and again. Because think about it those times when you've reached out to people and helped them wow it touches your heart doesn't it and when other people have reached out to you it touches your heart doesn't it and if we keep doing that work that is the work of the gospel and it is going to bring us into these new places in life perhaps we never even dreamed so full so rich not without challenge. But even the challenge finds its joy. Amen? So I have a creed here. And it's not the Nicene Creed. I bet you're hugely disappointed, Okay, And it comes from a Celtic tradition. And I would like to share it with you. And if you want a copy, I'll have it back there. You can take a picture with your phone or I'll send you a copy. Because have you ever had something that is just one of your favorite things of all time? This is mine. So this is my New Year's gift to you, okay? And I encourage you to really, over time, take it in and pray with it and listen to it because it tells us more about God and about Jesus than anything I've ever found. You ready? I'm so glad you said yes. It's a creed from a Celtic communion. We believe in a God who is never confined to our imagining, is never in bondage to our understanding, and never kept within our dwelling places. Our God is the mystery of divine and human bound together, of power and vulnerability of crucifixion and resurrection. Our God is the wonder of truth and compassion, of liberation and responsibility, of eternal wisdom and amazing grace. We celebrate this God who leaps free of all our boundaries in love, stretching out beyond any barricades, and in mercy, bending deep into fragile human hearts. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen.